Glory. Praise. Okay, now we're doing it. All right, all Hallelujah. right, all right. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. Praise God, saints. We're going to turn in our Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And uh, we're still talking on praising in the Spirit. You remember last week we told you this. We don't want you to ever forget this because if you do forget it, you'll pray yourself half crazy and not really getting anywhere. Now, I'm not saying that your prayers are not heard by God. But how many people know that you can pray all night long? If you don't pray in faith, it's no good. Everything to God has to be how? What does, what does 2 Corinthians 5, 7 say? For we walk by faith and not by sight. If we are going to believe that scripture, then we are going to have to Sort of give me a little more uh, width on this, son. And uh, if we can follow that scripture, I believe that we will make that trip to purification. <clears throat> I'm going to say that again. We'll make the trip to purification. You see, saints, I love the Holy Spirit. Why? I'll I tell you why you ought to love the Holy Spirit. Because he will purify your desires in this life, listen, listen, and direct your desires toward his desires. That's what the Holy Spirit, that's one of the jobs, one of the languages, one of the duties of the Holy Spirit. I'm still sort of um, working a little hard to get this out. And so I want you to think about that. What did I say the Holy Spirit does? He pure. Okay, you're real close. He purifies your desires and redirect them to His desires. So you got. You see, I, I know it sounds like a, a proverbial thing, but you got to listen to what I say. Sometimes, you know, you hear so many quotes and so many things until it really doesn't ring a bell like it should. But anything that's talking about your Savior ought to ring a bell. Okay, we can deal with this. We can deal with this. Anything that's talking about Christ, anything ought to ring your bell. Now, when I said he purifies, he, who is he? The Holy Spirit. He purifies whose desires and redirect them. To his, to his desires. And say it's all about God's will. It's all about God's thoughts. And since you can't know God's thoughts, what's the best thing for you to do? Is trust him by? Through his word. When you read his word, trust it. Completely. Because you don't know his thoughts when voices come. How many people know the Bible said there are many voices and not any of them are, are insignificant? All of them are significant to your saints, but they don't always be what you need to hear. And many of them, God knows you shouldn't follow after. Little voices all the time. It'll find its way into, listen, 
Don't get upset. Into an idled mind. If you, you, your mind is idle all the time or thinking more on things that doesn't matter to God. Oh, that's this way. Come on now. We can't think of God all the time. I do. And if you don't, you should. What does Isaiah 26 and 3 say? What's the word? K, what's the K word? What's the K word? Well, then keep, does that mean let it go a little while? If thou would what? Your mind. Saints, all during the day, all during the night, when I wake up, when I'm studying, when I'm, I, I, I'm always thinking about what can I learn in what I'm looking at. Can I bring that over into the spiritual field? I mean, I, I'm looking at a sitcom or something. I'm trying to see what, Pastor when you'd go crazy doing that. Well, I guess I'm crazy. But God doesn't give you the beauty of wholeness when Satan come in like a flood. And you need some help right away. You don't have to call Uncle Joe. You don't have to call Bubba. You don't have to call Bill Samonga. You got the answer inside of you. But you got to keep your mind stayed on him. Saints, I know that sounds uh, sort of like impossible. But if that weren't the truth, would they put it in the Bible? Now, the Bible said, now listen carefully to this. <clears throat> In 2 Timothy, don't go there, verse 316, the Bible said, all scripture, how much of it? All, all scripture is given by, can the Holy Spirit make an error? Does he know the thoughts of God? You can say it out loud. The Holy Spirit is God. The only thing the Holy Spirit and Jesus don't know about God, somebody tell me what it is. His second coming. God said, I ain't going to give that to nobody. I even love my son, but I'm not even going to give that to him because he loved you all so much he might tell you. <laughs> God said, I'm not even going to give that to my own son. And I don't believe that God would give Something to the Holy Spirit that he couldn't give to his son. Now, we can't tell God what to do, can we? Now, if he want to give it to the Holy Spirit, that's God's business. I'm, I'm going to preach the gospel, but I sure am not going to try to tell God what to do. Jesse Duplantis told God, said that God asked him, what decision did he make? Yeah, on national television. Said that God... God came down and spoke to him one night. And I suppose uh, maybe God was in agony because God didn't know what to do. And God asked him, hey, Jesse, I'm a little mixed up right here. Would you tell me what to do? So he said, that's not blasphemy. If that's not blasphemy, then I don't know what is. Pay, say, listen, listen to me. 
Some people will do anything to get a heads up on somebody else. If I can get a little head up on you, I can ride on an $80 million jet. I can have a $30 million house. It's nice to have good stuff. Don't nobody get me wrong. But when you will do anything to get it, that is when I believe that you've broken down the wall between you and God. How many people know every time you sin, you put up a wall between you and God? I didn't say that he'd throw you away, but you put up a wall between God every time you commit a sin. My quote was this again. The Holy Spirit purifies whose desires and redirect them to his desires. He direct your, how many times say have you desired to do something but the Holy Spirit stopped you in your tracks and told you that's not good. Turn around. How many times have he told you to turn around but you didn't pay it no attention? And this is how we get sort of carried away with what God, listen, listen carefully now, what God is doing to you. Now, when you do that, is it God doing it to you? No, 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 you're doing it to yourself. When something like that happened, the Holy Spirit come and tell you, you don't need to eat that pig feet this week. But you go on and eat it. And then you have a headache, you don't feel good, you know pork make you sluggish. And you go to the doctor and pay your money, and you say, Lord, why you do this to me? <laughs> I guess God looked, sit back on this rocking chair if he got one. And he said, Lord, help these crazy people. Lord God Almighty, I, I think Jesus probably still praying to God. Help them, please. So let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 2. No, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, 10, and 11. But as it is written. But as it is written. I have not seen. Your eyes have not seen. Nor ear heard. Okay. Neither have entered into the heart of man. Good gosh almighty. The things which God has prepared for them that love him. How do you get there? By allowing, boy, I'm getting ready to say something. Boys, I got any big people in here today. God knows I got to go today. I know, I know I'm leaving this pulpit today. How many people know that if I defy gravity, somebody going to pick me up off the floor? <laughs> Can I believe, let me, let me get away from the message a little bit. Let me, let me try you all out. Can I believe God to protect me if I take a running start right now and believe that God just going to float me all around the building and come back here? Huh? This is what I want you to understand right now. That ain't going to happen unless. That is a reason for God allowing you to do that. Is it feasible to walk on the water? But he allowed Peter to do it for a reason. 
So if God was to tell me, and I know God, I'd have to know God told me, to jump off this podium, he's going to ride me around the building and bring me back here upright in one piece, then that's possible. But it has to be a reason for whose sake? God or Christ's sakes. It has to be a reason for doing so. How many people know that faith is not blind? All right. Let us all take it easy. I know that that got a little deep if I leap off here. If it was necessary. If there was a reason for me to fly around in this building, I don't understand what, what the reason could be. But if there was a reason for it, then God is able to do it. Is anything too hard for God? So he can make me fly around this building. However, I ain't going to try him. What did Jesus say? Anybody know that Jesus had all power? When the devil told him to cast himself down off this mountain, what did Jesus tell him? In other words, Jesus said, if I jump, up, jump down from up here for, for a reason to please you, I'm going to be a dead man when I hit the bottom. Good gosh, you Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus knew better. You knows better. You know not to do stupid things and think that you can just get away with it and defy the word of God. Now, say, I want you to think about this. Why is it that we will defy the word of God when we're angry? When we let the sun go down on our wrath? When we hold unforgiveness? Now, all of that is defying what? God's, I didn't say define, I said defy God's word. Well, I wonder why I won't jump off this podium. Oh, ain't nobody listening to me. Huh? See, see, saying we got to keep the whole thing in the perspectives. The reason I don't jump off this podium is because I have the ability to stop. Then you have the ability, and me, everybody in here, has the ability to forgive. You have the ability to do the will of God. Everyone in here. And y'all notice that we sometimes defy that. Not tell the truth, saints. You, you get mad at people sometimes. Some of you all might be mad at people right now. But I wonder if I call you up here and say, look, take a running stump, start, and jump off the thing. That's what you're crazy. Man, I'm going down. Well, then you're going down when you defy the word of God. So we got lit. This is why we, going to, we went to 2 Corinthians Chapter 1, verse 9 through 11. Listen to me. Let's do, let's do it again. The Holy Spirit purifies your and redirect them to his desires. Oh, I wish you could grab hold of that and put it in your spirit. Because if it ain't nothing but lingo, you ain't got nothing. But if you put it in your spirit, you have yourself something. Every time you get ready to do anything that's out of the will of God, the Holy Spirit comes to purify you. He comes to purify your thoughts. But then you have to stop yourself by listening to the Holy Okay. All right. Brother Scott, come up here. 
I'm going to get you to take a running start. And I want you to leap as far as you can. Why won't you do that, Brother Scott? One thing he said, because you're crazy. <laughs> he didn't say that. He didn't say that. But he know he can't defy gravity if God hadn't told him so. Well, you can't defy the word of God on your own. The Holy Spirit comes. That's one of his duties and one of his jobs is to purify your thoughts, your desires, and redirect them. Now, he's not just purifying them to make you feel good, but he's now directing you toward God. Oh, that's big, saints. It hasn't entered into your mind. Your thoughts, you can't even imagine what God has for them that love him. Think, saints, think, think. How big is your imagination? Wait a minute, let's don't put it like that. How big can you make your imagination? Unlimited. Unlimited is right. Say some of you all, if you chose to, Y'all ain't never meditated and said, Lord, you know, I believe I'd be happy if I had a million dollars. Or, I believe that I'm going to marry the greatest person on earth. I believe that in two more years, I'm going to be the greatest person on planet Earth. Imaginations can go wild. You can, I mean, you can imagine anything in your heart. And God said, no matter how much you try to imagine, you cannot think of the wonderful thing that I have planned for you that love me. Now, if you love God, will you get mixed up in mess that you know the Holy Spirit has told you to stay away from. You won't. Not if you love God. Pastor Swinney, I love God, but I just can't stop fornicating. Uh, I can't stop looking at this filth on television. Uh, I can't stop looking at pornography. You don't love God, and you are injuring your soul every time you look at it. Every time you, I got one amen. Saints of God, I know all of you all are not uh, pedophiles <laughs> or nasty, rotten, no good, low down people. I, I, I don't even believe me. Maybe there's not even one in here. But I still have to believe it like this, that I preach by way of the Holy Spirit. And if I said something about it, there's some of you all in here still hanging around that mess. You're still committing fornication. You're, some of you might even be committing adultery. You don't have to commit adultery with another uh, being. You can commit adultery right here. This is what the scripture says. It hasn't entered into the man's mind what God got planned for him. Verse 10. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. Good gosh almighty. For the spirit searcheth all things. Hold Yay. on, hold on. What, what, what was my quote? The Holy Spirit 
Now hold on to that thought. Read that verse again. For the Spirit searcheth all things. Hello? So the Spirit is searching what about you? All things. Go ahead. Somebody's in here with me today. And? Yea, the deep things of God. He comes. Now, when the Holy Spirit searches you, is he just trying to find out something about you? No, he already knows. But what he's doing is trying to get you to understand it's time to move away from that mess. If there is any mess in your life. He searches the deep things of God. Of God. Verse 11. Go, go back to 10 again. Let's, let's do the whole thing all over again. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. Hold on. Now the first verse, I mean the ninth verse said, it hasn't entered into the minds of man the thing that God has planned for them that love him. Does that mean that those two scriptures are contradicting each other? No, but the Holy Spirit has dealt to you everything you need to know. However, it's up to you to receive it. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, the secret things is of the Lord. So God ain't going to tell Didn't he already tell you there's one thing I ain't never going to tell you? And what is that? His second coming. He said, I'm not going to tell you because I won't even tell that to my son. Anything else he tells you is for your benefit. But how much of it do we listen to, saints? How much do we take heed to? That is why so many things in the church is spiotic. It's because we hear the word of God, but we don't knuckle down to it. The Holy Spirit purifies your desires, your old desires, and redirect them to his desires. He searches the deep things of God. Yea, the deep things of God for what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him. No matter how many prophets you all like to listen to, there ain't no prophet that knows the spirit of another man. Only the Holy Spirit knows. And the prophet ain't no, is not God. There are some things I believe that God will reveal to people. But when they start redirecting the Bible, and that's what they're doing. Y'all know that, don't you? They're redirecting the Bible. And a lot of church people is taking heed to it, saints. These seducing spirits are powerful. People have become lovers of themselves. And they give heed to these spirits. Would the Holy Spirit tell you to hate somebody, to, un, to not forgive somebody, to look at this filth in the world, to become involved in filth? Then you better know what the scripture is saying, and then we better obey it. Tenth verse again. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. By his spirit. For the spirit search of all things. Good gosh almighty. Yea. Didn't, didn't I tell you that he comes to purify your desires? 
because he has already searched you out. The spirit searches Searching all things. Yea, the deep things of God. Could God show mighty. Verse 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man? Okay. Save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. So I don't care how much Bible you know. You cannot tell me what's on my mind. You do not know what's on my mind. I don't even care if you're looking at what I'm doing. You still don't know what's on my mind. The Bible just said so. Saints, okay, I'll tell you since y'all didn't say amen. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's go, let's, let's do something else. He also reveals your attitude about whom? Go ahead, daughter. You said that fast. That means you know something about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does what, saints? He reveals your attitude to yourself. Good God Almighty. Okay. Pastor Serenity, I, I ain't nothing wrong with me. Okay, let's, let's just do some scripture. Let's do the Galatians 5, 22 first and 23. You all know what that is, don't you? The fruit of the Spirit. He reveals your attitude. To what's the first one in the fruit of the Spirit? It ain't that cold outside. <laughs> Everybody know what the first one is in Galatians 5.22. So let's start off telling you, listen, listen, what the Holy Spirit reveals to you about yourself. And one of them is? Love. Read. I'm sorry. Just read as I tell you. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. He reveals to you about whether you're walking in love or not, or whether you're deceiving your own self, trying to make somebody else you believe, believe that you're walking in love. And? Joy. Do you have real joy? Or you only have joy when something is working good for you? Say, so, you know, I was talking to some people over the weekend, uh, earlier this week, and uh, they, they, one of them got a house that's about 1,600 square feet. And uh, got a, a Rolls Royce sitting out front of it. Uh, all kind of exotic things going on. And I went to see his house and I said, Lord God, you can sit in my house in his house four times. And listen to me. When we finished talking and I was showing him me and another couple of pastors, about how much joy we have when we come together. He said, please let me join y'all's group. He said, because God knows that I don't have no joy. Rich, he owned three companies. Huge house. Beautiful wife. Kids, I don't know what they are like, but kids and he can step outside and he can look at a part of his land and he can see paradise because it's so beautiful around there. But he said, I don't have the kind of joy that you guys have. 
saints. Lord God, I wish y'all pay attention to Scripture even more so than you do now. Because the Holy Spirit will reveal to you your attitude about love, joy, peace, peace, long-suffering. Oh, oh, boy. Okay. Gentleness. Jesus. Goodness. Will the Holy Spirit reveal all this to you? Yes. How many of you all fall in pursuit of that? I'll, I'll just let you answer that. Gentleness. Faith. Faith. Verse 23. Meekness. Meekness. Temperance. How many of you all is really meek? Well, I'm meek till somebody upset me. That ain't what I asked you. Are you meek? Are you only meek when you choose to be meek? You're going to have to do it God's way, saints. I know you, Pastor Swinney, every Sunday you come up with all this stuff. I ain't coming up with nothing. Everything that you all hear me preach, I find it in the Bible. So you've got to listen to the Bible. God said, be instant in all, in all seasons. He said, preaching people want to hear it, and when people don't want to hear it, preach the truth, because the truth is the only thing that's going to what? Make you free. Only the truth. Pastor Sweeney, what is truth? When you get a hold of it, you'll know what it is. Nobody can explain it, but when you get a hold of it, you'll know what it is. I know God is real. I know Jesus is alive. I know I am baptized with the Holy Spirit. See, that's the truth. But can you say that? Can you say right now, Pastor Sweeney, I am baptized with the Holy Spirit? I believe you are. But does that make you baptized because I believe it? Okay, you got to believe it. Ooh oh, I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. I got that from the TV. <laughs> Gentleness again. Goodness. Goodness. Faith. Faith. Meekness. Meekness. Temperance. T oh. Against such, there is no law. All right. Drop back to the 17th verse, no, 19th verse, and let's see, does the Holy Spirit real, reveal these things to you? Y'all heard the fruit of the Spirit, right? He reveals that to you every time you get ready to mess up. Be temperate. Be good. Have meekness. Walk by faith. Love. Joy. He, he always reveals that to you. But do you take heed to it? You have to answer that question for yourself. There ain't nothing I can do with that but preach it. I do not know anyone in here well enough for me to damn you in the hell with words. Because I don't know how you are serving God when you leave church. I don't know how you are serving God. Listen, listen. In church, in your heart. I don't know what you all are thinking right now. I know that some people say that they know what everybody in here thinking. Somebody done lied to you, saints. We just showed you the scripture that that's a lie, isn't it? Okay, let's see if the Holy Spirit revealed this to you. 
Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Jesus. Which are these? Adultery. Jesus. Fornication. Woo. Uncleanness. Does the Holy Spirit ever remind you to stay away from that mess? Yes, he does. Uncleanness. That's that filth that's on TV. And the filthiness of the soul. All of that stuff, saints. This is going to sound a little gross, but this is the way it is. All of this, well, okay, let's do two of them. One of them, everybody know the Bible said, is like a dog returning to his own. Well, how about it, this, this, this works of the flesh being something in your life that could create maggots as you live? Saints, it, that's what it does. Do y'all know what drives a dog mad? Is some of the food that he's eaten that was so bad until it creates little maggots on his brain and that thing go crazy. Some of them end up with that, uh, what's the name of that disease that if he bites you, you're in trouble? Rabies. Rabies. Saints, anytime you step out of line with God, you're stepping in line with the devil. And that thing hates you. He despises you with a, with a hatred that mankind can't even understand. I don't know why these preachers won't tell people to stop this mess because they're killing themselves. Saints, have you all ever seen such hatred in Parliament as we have here in America right now? The only way you can find out something that hate the way the Democrats hate the Republicans and vice versa, is you got to go all, all the way back to pre-Bible days to see how people would kill you without even a thought. If a woman did something wrong, a bunch of men would get rocks and just kill her and leave the man that was with her alone. Evil saints, evil, who do things like this. Now, I'm getting ready to say something. It's, it's a little messed up, but I know it to be the truth. And if, if this register in your life, I'm not pinpointing at you. I'm just telling you what I know what the Holy Spirit said. Do you all see many babies being born with all kind of different diseases? Now, when they get here, who do people blame? They blame God. Parents is who they should blame. But they blame God. I was listening to a documentary the other day, and every one of them said, I don't know why God let my daughter born with dyslexia. This, 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 this one was born with uh, autism. One was born with something. They said, well, God, I wasn't allowed it. No. Boy, I was sitting right there saying, Lord, I wish I could interview those men. I wish that I could interview them because there was one man that did it. I won't go into details, but when these three people charged God, one of them said, let me ask you something about your lifestyle. Do you do this? Uh, yeah. Do you do this? He said, that's where your baby got the disease from. God ain't never made a sick baby. 
Now, I don't know. If you all have had one, you better check your life out. Don't you blame that on God to get yourself messed up. God would never mess one of your kids up to get you to, to see him. That's not the way God rolls things. Pastor Swinney, that's a little heavy. I don't know if I want to believe that. Be as it may. Be as it may. But God ain't never put a disease on a child. He ain't even putting disease on you. Not anymore. In the Old Testament, he did it because you were so crazy. But now we're under mercy and grace. So God won't put that stuff on you. You end up with Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's disease or uh, Dementia, uh, uh, AIDS. How many people know God didn't put no AIDS on you? All of that stuff, you chose to do it through your lifestyle. So don't blame God for nothing, saying. Don't let nobody else blame God in your face. Saying, all you got to do when somebody start blaming God, all you got to look at them dead in the face and say, okay, how much of your life has the uh, registration of this in what you're talking about. You ask them. Anytime somebody start blaming God about, let's just put it on children. Ask them, how do you live your life? How many women or men have you been with? How much liquor do you drink? How many packs of cigarettes do you smoke? How much bad food do you eat? How much water do you not drink? Saints, you'll weaken your immune system. And that baby got the rest in you. And if you don't put off the right deposits, the baby could born deformed. But don't you blame God. The Bible says in Job chapter 1 verse 22 or 23, it said, in all of Job's affliction, not once did he blame God. Boy, that's awesome, isn't it, saints? Did I tell you to go to a scripture? Go to 2 Corinthians. No, we're in Galatian right now, 17 and uh, 19. Read it all over again through whatever till the finish. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. Which are these? He revealed your attitude about whom? Okay, he revealed to you about these. Adultery. Go on. Fornication. Uncleanness. Lasciviousness. Jesus. Verse 20. Idolatry. Witchcraft. Hatred. Variance. Emulations. Wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, 21, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past. Listen to these words here. That they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, he mentioned about 10 or 15 things right there. How often have the Holy Spirit revealed each one of them to you as you enter into them? As you decide that you're going to do what you want to do. 
Saints, I know that you want me to believe that you don't commit no sin. And I know you want me, I guess you want God to believe it. But the Bible say, he that is, says that he is without sin is a liar. Do you know, and, and, and I like what he just said, because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Well, Pastor Swinney, I repented. Did you stay repentant? That's how you thank God for sin not being imputed into your life any longer. But when you walk in these things, then the kingdom of heaven is not yours. Boy, do I need to explain that any further? Anybody raise your hand. Do I need to explain that any further? Your sins are not imputed unto you any longer. Because the blood took care of that. But then when you do those things that he just finished reading to you, he said, I told you once, and I'm going to tell you again, and I'm going to keep on telling you, you shall not in inherit the kingdom of God. Woo-wee. Surely, all of that is covered under the blood, but you still have a work to do yourself. You still have to walk righteous and holy before all my... Go to, okay, now let's just quote it. I think we quoted it earlier. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we, in other words, faith does not uh, require a sign. If you're going to walk by faith, you have to do it by faith. You don't need to look at a sign. All right. Um, Matthew. Matthew 12, Matthew 12, 38, what did I tell you? Faith what? Does not or demand a sign. How many people know, remember Gideon when he told God, how will I know that you're going to be with me? And then he's Put a fleece out. Amen? Y'all know all about that. But this is a new era, saints. We're walking by faith and not by sight. This boy wouldn't do what God wanted done until God proved him that he could do these things. He said, well, I tell you what, I'm going to put a wet rag on the steps. And when I look back out at it, then I want it to be dry. Then he said, I want a dry one. Then I want it wet. He said, now I believe you. That's how we ended up with Gideon 300 or 500? 300. The Gideon 300. Do you all know he came from the worst family in Israel? And he was the worst in the worst family. And God called him a what kind of man of valor? A mighty man of valor. Why? Because he's walked by faith. And not by sight. The man was hiding stuff in a, um, what was that he was hiding? Y'all know the story. But anyway, he, he was afraid of everything. And God told him he was a mighty man of valor. But look what he went on to do once he got his head together. Saints, you don't have that 
delicious way of living anymore. You're going to have to walk in a better way. Because God, your faith don't need a sign. Your faith don't demand a sign. Matthew 12, 28 says, 38. Then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, Master, we will see a sign from thee. <laughs> 39. But he answered and said unto them, God An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. Is God saying that to us right now? When we got to have some kind of sign, some kind of rapport from somebody else other than preaching the gospel to you, God said this evil and wretched generation, when are you going to trust me in my word? Do that again, son. But he answered and said unto them, an evil and adulterous generation. Why did he call them that? Almighty, that's what God is saying to you today. If you're looking for something to help you through other than the word of God. Word. Other than the word of God. And, and there shall no sign be given to it <laughs> but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And what sign was that? For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly. So shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. That's the only sign you're all going to get. If you can't believe God's word and go through what he just said right there, you ain't going to make it. Let's, we got about 30 seconds, I think. Maybe about 30 seconds. Go to Isaiah. I love to read this scripture, saints. Isaiah 40, verse 28. How many people know that if you're going to use faith, your faith can only find power in the word of God or in God's promise? That's the only way your faith is going to find power. You can't just run out there and say, well, I'm going to believe God. So this morning, I'm finally going to leap, everybody. I'm finally going to leap because I'm going to believe God going to let me go straight out. In other words, what am I doing? I'm defying the word of God. What goes up? <laughs> 12, uh, 38th, 38th, or 28th, what is it? 28, 28th verse. Has thou not known? This is the 40th, 40th chapter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Has thou not known? Hast thou not heard Jesus. that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, yes. fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. Read. We got Verse about 10 seconds, I suppose. 29. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. 30. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. Even young people get faint and get weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. And some of you young people fall. 31. But they that wait upon the Lord. Jesus. 
shall renew their strength. What will happen when they renew their strength? They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And? And they shall walk and not faint. Give God a praise. Good God Almighty Jesus. We are talking about walking by faith, saints. 